Good evening. Welcome, everyone. Um, we're going to learn the Mimer Adam Kiyeh Ba'er Besaretz Parshas Tazriya Matzera. This Mimer is to be found in Or HaTorah from the Tzamach Tzedek. Chelek Beis, page Tov Kuf Tezayin. If you want to learn the Mimer inside, that's where you're going to find it. Tov Kuf Tezayin, Parshas Tazriya. It is also in Tov Reish Lamed Hey, Chelek Aleph. Um, it's there. It's the same exact mimer, but it's in the Rebbe Marash's mimer. Maybe the Rebbe Marash said it, repeated the mimer, and then it was. And his the only difference over there is it's, it's it it's, has footnotes on the bottom, and therefore it's many more pages. So I didn't want to. I wanted to save on the copies, and not make so many pages. So it's the same exact mimer. Over there, it's broken up into 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 parakim. Same prakim like here. It's just that there it actually gives a numbers to them. Aleph, Beis, Gimel. And it has, uh, uh, eventually, it's, if you take a look at the discourse, it's three mamarim. And there too, it, it was said in three, three shots. It's divided into three, but it's really one mimer. It's got 11 chapters. We're not going to do all of it this week. But it's really Gishmak Inyan, and hopefully we will maybe continue next week. So um, the mimer, uh, again, it's a, it looks like it's original of the Tzemach Tzedek's mimer. Okay, so this week is the parsha of Negoim, which a nega is an affliction on the skin. We spoke about it on Monday. And yet the Torah opens up with the words Adam, referring to the person who gets the tzaras as an Adam. Now Adam we know is the highest name of a human being. There's four names a person is called. The human being has a name Gever, Enosh, Ish, and Adam. And over here the Torah refers to him as Adam. So this mimer actually, which is often a beautiful mimer because it discusses the quality of Adam. What does Adam mean? And then we have to understand, if that's the case, so why is someone like Adam getting a nega? If someone is like... But the idea is that precisely because he's an Adam, he gets a nega. In other words, I guess every level you attain comes with its challenges, and its dangers. So Adam has its dangers and its challenges of being an Adam. And if you would be an Ish, or a Geber, or an Enish, you would not have that challenge. You would be in a different realm of challenge. Not the Indian of Nagoya. So let's see. Which are various different types of It will be in the skin of his flesh. To a infliction of a nega. He should be brought to Aaron the high priest. We need to understand why does it say ish and not ish? Ish. Like so many other parshas in the Torah saying ish. A man becomes It's interesting. Adam. We have it, where do we have Adam? We have it by Karbanais. Adam ki akrif mikam. That's where it's mentioned. Adam, over here, Adam. And in the beginning of the Torah, we have a man called Adam. Hashem created Adam. I don't know where else in the Torah the Torah refers to humans as Adam. It's a very unique name saved for special occasions. In Medrash Rabbah, in the 15th Perik, Piddish, over there, it, trans, it seems to be bothered by the introduction to Negoyim by referring to the human being as Adam, and it explained the word Adam as actually the cause of the nega, because Adam can be broken into two words, Oidam or blood. Aleph is the head of the word O, and then you get Dam, Dam is blood, Oidam or blood. So why does he get a nega? He gets a nega because, because of blood. What does that mean? It means there's too much blood. 
The inyan of Nagoyim is, the root and the essence of, of a nega is that there's a lack of balance in that person's life. Nagoyim show on an imbalance. Maybe that's the reason why we, we read this parasha during Sphira, because Sphira is all about becoming balanced, working on the various different emotions and the various different things to be a full, well-balanced human being. And Adam is lacking balance. Because a person is scaled and made in a way, the person is made half water, half blood. Probably what that means is a lot of water in our, in our bodies. Maybe also the blood itself is a mix of blood and water. I'm not sure. But definitely there's a lot of water in the body. Uh, when a person merits, the, the water is not more than the blood, and the blood is not increased over the water. There is a perfect harmony between the blood and the water. They're both balanced. But when a person sins, there is some kind of, there's some kind of uh, loss of balance, imbalance in the human being. Then you have blood that increases over the water, the nasa mitzora, and that he becomes a mitzora. So that really to translate that, if you take a look at, at water, water is chesed, water is kindness, and blood is red, it, it indicates gavura. In a sense, we can say blood and water is Asian mayim, water and fire. Mayim um, and dam, which is adam, is ash and mayim, a mixture, because dam is really fire. It's warm, hot-blooded. Right? It's red. It's the Indian of fire. And then there is Mayim. So what makes an Adam an Adam? A perfect, harmonious blend of Chesed and Gevura. That's balance. And that's Adam. Now, the, the Medrash says, if the blood becomes dominant over the water, if the fire element in the person's soul increases and it becomes... intensified, then we have an imbalance in the human condition, and uh, that's when the person gets saras. So according to that, the Adam is only a negative thing, according to this, because why is he called Adam? Oidam, or a blood. The blood is too strong. Oidam. So the Adam connotes negativity. But that's the problem, because we know Adam, Adam Arishon was called Adam. We know that Adam is the highest name a human being can be called. So it can't, you can't learn this medrash just the pashtas and read it that, oh, Adam, that's the reason why he gets a nega because he's an Adam. Meaning that the default over here is that his Adam means too much blood. So the Tzemach Tzedek is going to explain the meaning of that is that only an Adam has balance to begin with because the level of Adam represents a human being that has, got, has it all. A shleimustig a person. A person who's got, who includes, who's inclusive, his life, he's not an extremist. He's generally a balanced human being who incorporates within himself all the bechinois, all elements. As opposed to the other names that we give, give a human being, ish, or whatever, enosh, they represent a person that is strong with certain features, certain elements, but he's not a, 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 uh, a, a, a inclusive human being 
that's deserving for the name man because he's, he includes all the b'chinois, all elements together. So an Adam, someone who is someone who has a shenmayim in him, in other words, he includes within him, himself, all the aspects of the various different energies that there are in the cosmos, the different forces are all included in this human being. When this person has a little bit of an imbalance, that's when he gets a tzaras. So you first have to be an Adam, which means a balanced human being, to have everything. Then you can chas v'shalom, go off balance. But a person that's extreme to begin with, in one particular thing, and not, and not a, this, l'chatchila has no problem in becoming a, a mitzora because he's never within the ballpark of being a mitzora. So this fits very well with what the Alter Rebbe says, that negayim only come to people that are on a very high level. So Adam is a high, a high level human being, as he's going to explain. Adam, Rabbi Malamayim, Nasa Metzora, then he becomes a Metzora. Adam, Oidam, or blood. Which is the cause of why the person becomes a Metzora. And what does that mean? The Nega comes. What is the cause of the Nega? When there is a departure of the water element. And when the blood gets too strong. This is already the addition of the Tzemach Tzedek. This is Shaykh to have one overpowering and get an uh, imbalance that's only Shaykh by an Adam. Why? The name Adam is indicative of being someone who, is, who has a skalalus, is a balanced element that has everything inside of it. When you have a many in Yonim, all in Yonim inside of you, then you're called an Adam. Kihine yesh, Adam ish enoish gever. There are four names that there are to a human being. The hefresh be bechinas ish lebchinas Adam. Now, what's the difference between the name ish and the name Adam? Ki ish, humaloshin ish. Ish comes from the word ish. Vadeizeo bechinas achas. Now, ish is a very high level. Holy fire, ish yud. Ish is ish yud. Isha is ish hey. It can be a very holy fire. It can be a passionate, fervent drive of force, a powerful force of goodness. But yet, it's one directional. It's one Indian. It's one Indian. There is fire, there is passion, there is excitement. Even though being an ish is a very high level. That's why it's called a mensch. Called an ish, ish is a mensch. He's an ish, and he's an ish yud. He's a very high spiritual being. Take a look, <laughs> Moshe Rabbeinu. What does Moshe Rabbeinu refer to all, all the time? Kizeh Moshe ha'ish, Moshe isha elokim. Now Moshe Rabbeinu, the highest human being, has the title ish. So this the ish is not something to make away. The gam the Moshe ksiba Moshe says loshin ish. Moshe kos of zeh Moshe ish. This man Moshe im calls that nevertheless. The name of Ish is indicative that he's only one Indian. But the quality of being an Adam, when are you called Adam? When you're all inclusive and you have everything inside of you. And, this, and, and which stand, now he brings the word Cheder, which means you're an entire room, a full Cheder. What does Cheder stand for? Chesed, Din, and Rachamim. It says in the Pasuk, Bidas Chedorim Yemalu. 
with das, when you have das, the cheder, the rooms are filled with das. What is the room? What is the cheder? So the Alter Rebbe says in the famous Maimer, Mayim Rabbim, chesed din rachmem, that's cheder. And when you have das, you fill the chesed din rachmem with energy. Your emotions are filled with das. What stimulates the midos? Das, knowledge. Okay? But this is just using over here the Rosh Tevis. That Bechinas Adam is a cheder. Someone who has all the nyanim mixed together. Maybe, now where do you see in the word Adam cheder? I'm not exactly sure. Maybe the three letters, Aleph, Talad, Mem, somehow relate to chesed din and rachmem. Trying to figure out if we have that. In the word ah, you know, do we have Aleph relating to Chesed? Talad, you understand, is Rosh Tevis Din. I'm not exactly sure, but that's the Indian of Adam. Shubchenas Tachlis, such lame as Beyoiser, he's the epitome of perfection. And that's why Chazal tells us in Ovis the Rebnas and Periklamet Aleph. Shah Adam, that song, that Adam, of course, in Ovis the Rebnas is referring to generally every human being. To some degree, every human being is an Adam. Obviously, we're going to see soon, even Moshe Rabbeinu was not called Adam. Adam Arishan is called Adam. So the real, real, ultimate Adam, Mashiach is Adam. Mashiach is the word Adam, but rearrange the letters. You have the word Ma'od, which is even higher than Adam. Um, but in any case, but, but to a certain degree, every person is called Adam. But the idea of human, who Olam Katan, he's a small world. The human being is a small world. He incorporates and has within himself all in Yanim that there are in all of creation. And he counts over the, all the things that are in the world. That there is in a person. It says, The name Adam. It doesn't say that about an Ish. It says that about an Adam. He's a Chalent. He's got everything inside of him. When God creates the human, what is the name that God gives him? What is the first name for the person? He's called an Adam, not an Ish. He's not called Enosh. Already the second generation, eh, it's already not that. You see how much the second generation fell? The first generation, he was an, he was an Adam. The second generation, Ois Adam. No more Adam. Because when, when he names his, second, his first child, Kanisi Ish, Elo. Ish, I acquired a man. That's what Chava, Chava said. I acquired a man. Konisi Ish. Can't look. Can't look ahead. Konisi Ish, I acquired an Ish. Second generation is Ish. It's not Adam anymore. Konisi Ish. Noach. And even Noach. What does it say by Noach? Neymar, Noach Ish Tzadik. Noach was a man at Tzadik. It's Ish. It doesn't say Adam. Because when God created the world, He created everything in a perfect state. Besides the little bit He wanted us to, 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 to add, to fix. But the worlds were created in a perfect state. So, and therefore, when Hashem created the human, He created him in the highest way possible. He created him not as a gever, not as a, as a enosh, not as a ish, but as an adam. That's why Hashem created him in the highest level possible. That is what he's called Adam. We also have this idea in Medrash Rabbah. In Bereshis Perikud Beis it says, That the human being contains within himself the upper and the lower. 
Everything is put inside the human. His neshama is from above, his body is from below, whatever. So there shouldn't be any envy or jealousy in, in the work of creation. Because um, the, the one day Hashem created um, this type of creature, this type of element is in the heaven. One day Hashem created creatures on the earth, the next day on the heaven, the next day on earth. And on, Tuesday, on, thir- on Friday Hashem created animals which are from the earth. If, and now it's even, even. Six, three, and three. They came, um, on, if I would have created the human being from the heavens, then the heavens would be stronger than the earth. Then there would be jealous, that earth would be he- jealous of heaven. If you would have created the human being from earth, then heaven would be jealous. It would be some kind of an envy. It's so strange, these things. What is it? Who would be envious? Like, who would be complaining? Where would, be, where would this be printed in some kvetching journal? Who's, who's exactly complaining that there was an envy in creation? And the Abish said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to create the human being is going to include both, from heaven and earth. So he's not going to create any kind of, you know, a seesaw for things to move in one direction. Over the other, the world is standing the way it should. So the ones above shouldn't be overpowering the ones below. See, you would have hacked in China, you would have been sitting there trying to figure out what this Rosh Tevis is. Sometimes it's not a Rosh Tevis. That means in the eighth chapter in Medrash, it also says that. Chajvu, over there he goes and he and enumerates. Mashahu minahu al And what it comes from the elyonim. Or mashu minatachtoinim and what comes from the lower. And then it says that and the human is both. That's what a human is. He is a kloli. He is an inclusive being that includes everything. That's why we affect all of existence because we are plugged in. We're wired up, the entire, everything is wired up. And that's what makes the human different than an animal, because we know animals are one-track minded, in the sense that they are, they have certain extreme natures. And each animal has its, its extreme nature, and it cannot do something on the other end. The human being has all kinds of emotions. It's got the whole spectrum. That's the idea. The human being is the one, the whole spectrum. Now, within humans, you will find various different categories, and only the most perfected people have like, are called Adams. So for instance, I read a lot of times, lately I've been reading a lot about uh, tzaddikim. I, I, I've taken very, since I went on my trip, I'm, I'm reading a lot about tzaddikim. So you see such incredible things about them. But a lot of times, you talk about they excel in unbelievable things, but it's one kav. It's this kav, that kav. It's the Indian that they stood out. Then you have someone like the Alter Rebbe, he's like, Adam. It's Adam. It's, 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 it's everything. It's Everything is inside of him. Like the Rabbeim. It's like a different thing. Includes everything. Now, to put that in Kabbalistic terminology, in, in, in Kabbalah, there is a thing called Nekuda, a point, and then there is Kav, a point, then there is a Kav, a line, and eventually there is something called Partsev. It's a parts of a configuration. So Nakud is a point, and a parts of is a configuration. What's a configuration? When things are fully developed, and where one point and the other point mix together. That's what the Sphere of Omer is. Sphere of Omer is to develop yourself as a parts of, to, 
to make Sheva Shabbosais, to have seven full complete Midos, where each Midah integrates with the other Midah. And there's a full, there's a balance in the human experience. You're not extremed in, 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 in any of the Inyanim. So Ish is a Nakuda. Ish Nikra Nakuda, Shurak Nakuda, Echad is one Nakuda. Aval Adam, but Adam Nikra Partsov. It's called the Partsov. Shu Partsov Shalom, Bibchenes is Kalalus. There was an integration one from the other. Gam Adam. Also Adam, Gematria Ma. The Gematria, now let's take a look at the Gematria of Adam. The Gematria of Adam is Ma. What's the power of Ma? The power of Ma is the juice, the fluid that runs through the entire world of Atsilus. What is so special about the world of Atsilus? It's a perfect, harmonious uh, world. And because they, the, of the harmony and perfect, the perfected harmony and balance that there is in Atsilus, that's what creates Olamatikun. The world of Toyu, everything was in conflict with each other. You, got, you, got, you, got, you ended up with a mess. Tikun, everything is perfectly balanced. And it says in, in, in Pasach Elio, what is the power, what is the secret of that shalom and achdus and perfect harmony and synthesis that there is in Atzilus? The synthesis of Atzilus is related to the name of Yudke Vavke, which is Gematria Memhe, 45. That energy flows in Atzilus, and that is what unifies all the spheres. The, and the Lashon it says over there is, that the Shema the Oirach Atzilus. What does Oirach mean? Oirach mean is the roads. It's the roads of Atzilus. Oirach means a way. It's a pathway. What's the idea of a pathway? A pathway is when you're connecting two points. When you're connecting a point in the north and a point in the south, a point in the east and a point in the west. West. That's a pathway. So the pathways of Oirach. Oh, so, so which means so spiritually, what does that mean? To be able to connect Chesed and Gevura. That you have both of them working together in a balance. So that's the name Ma. And that's why Adam, Dafka Adam, which Adam is the all inclusive being, is Gamatriya Ma, because the secret of Adam is the power of Ma, that is a kolel of everything. Gam Adam, Gamatriya Ma, Ma The name of Ma Malagav, which is inside the Hiyu Oirach Atzilus, this is the path of Atzilus. Pirish Oirach, what does Oirach mean? Derecha Mechaber Chesed Gvura. It's the derech, it's the road that does a chibur of chesed and gavur. The gam, adam, another ilm. Before, when we spoke about ish, he actually looked at the name ish, examined the word ish. The ish comes from the word ish. So now let's take a look at the word adam. Does it have a meaning? Yeah. Adam means I am compared to. Adam, adameh. It means adama, it means earth. But it also means adameh, I am compared to. Compared to who? Compared to the one of... Le Elyon. Elyon means that which reigns supreme above. It's referring to God Himself. Now God is the one who's the source of everything, and therefore He includes everything. The Abraham, since He is the source of every single type of Indian, that means that He, of course, is Koilel, including all Inyana. So and Dafka, which element in this world is there any creation that reflects the Creator? The human being. In the sense that what? That we're that we're balanced. And we have and we have the, the Indian of everything, and that's Adam. So that is a very, very high level. Now he comes to parentheses. The good part is that there's no end to this parenthesis. And the whole Maimah continues somehow within this parenthesis. It has one parenthesis and no other, no, no ending parentheses. So at the bottom he brings, not over here. But in the mind of the Rebbe Shab, that I think the, 
the the um, the end of the parentheses and the end of Perikud Aleph, which the end of Perikud Aleph is basically the end of the Maimar. Oh no, he says it over here. Cholu. Ah, no, 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 I made a mistake. You know what? I did find the end of the parentheses. The end of the parentheses is in the last page I made you, Tav Kuf Chavzayim. See? No, I didn't realize that. Now we can make a shortcut. We only have to learn now the end of the parentheses. We can skip the whole parentheses. Okay, from the, the class just now shrunk from five hours to 20 minutes. Kamoi in Yenehefresh, you have it? So we can actually skip over there. Let's first learn that and then we're going to come back. So this Inyan of the difference between Adam and Ish is the difference between one track-mindedness, being an extreme in one Inyan, or being able to balance them both Inyan. Kamoi in Yenehefresh, Shabain Adam Ish, like the difference between Adam and Ish, Zeu in Yenehefresh, Bain Rebbe Akiva le Ben Azai. Is the difference between Rebbe Akiva and Ben Azai. If there was a person that's called an ish, it's ben azay. Azay means intense. Ben azay was a very intense person. In the medrash on the pasuk, and at the time when he was darshaning. When Ben Azai would give a drasha, when he would learn Torah, when he would give a drasha, fire was burning around him. That means he had such fire in him, such passion, such fervor, such gvura, so much dam, so much. He was ish. And that's why when he flared up to a point where he couldn't handle anymore, when his fire got out of control, he died. His soul got too attached to its source. Similar to Nadav and Aviyu, last week's Parsha Shemini. Also going to be learning it next week, Achrei Mois. It, he just he, he couldn't handle it. He was fire. He didn't have the ability to also come down and to bring godly light down into the world. He was so fired up to be consumed above. He had Ratzai. He was the power of Asha fire, and he was becoming Nichlal and included in the Oyrin Saif. He did not have the Shuv element. Ratzay and Shuv is a famous concept in Hasidus that we always learn. Ratzay is the excitement to attach ourselves for transcendence, to attach ourselves, to tear ourselves away from whichever level or whatever it is that identifies who we are and therefore a limitation and a boundary. To tear oneself away from that and become included in what is above. That's the nature of fire. And that's the Indian of Ratzay, racing. Shuv is the contraction, holding ourselves back from doing that and returning back down here to illuminate the world with godly light, which, which calls for a certain surrender of one's desire to become nichlal. You have to give up on that. You have to bittle to what the Ebishter wants and not, some, not come so close to him. So he had that problem. He had that imbalance. He had only ish, no gav- and, and, and sorry, only gavur, only ish, and no mayim element, no shuv. That's why he's ish. Bashik Rabbi Akiva, which is in the case of Rabbi Akiva, nichnas b'shalayim v'yatsa b'shalayim. He entered in peace, and he came out in peace, which means he also went in to study these extremely high mystical uh, hidden secrets which cause a person to be drawn with a powerful, powerful 
a magnetic pull. It's pulling. But yet, Rebekah entered with the mindset that he's not going to allow himself to get absorbed because he's, he, the reason he started, the way the Rebbe explains it, is the reason why Rebekah got into it, because that's what God wants, not because he wanted it. And when you're doing it because God wants, and the moment you can sense when God says no more, you came close enough, now go back down. Okay? So Rebekah was nichnas b'shalom v'yatz b'shalom. Why? Because Rabbi Akiva was Adam. He was complete and he had a scholarless. He included everything. Over there he explains that Benazai was a Ratzai. He raced alone. In that sense, he was similar to the world of Toyu. Where over there too, the, the Kalim, the Oirais that were in the Kalim were in a very tense state of Ratsa and they ran away from the vessels. The vessels shattered and the Oirais went back into their source. Rabbi Akiva came from the world of Tikkun. Um, over there he explains that he had a Ratsa and a Shuv. And that power to be able to be Ratsa Vishuv is if you are centered in the middle kav. You see, chesed has only one, one direction. It is, it is, it is, it flows downward, chesed. It's all about revealing things, um, shining, drawing forth godly illumination down here below. It's about spreading godly light in the world, but it's lacking the intensity of running away from the world. That's chesed. And Gavur is the opposite. It's the person who wants to be... See, a chesedig person wants to be spreading Yiddishkeit all day long. Putting on tefillin on every person, reaching the furthest places, right? That's a chesedig person. A Gavur person, someone who's ish, spiritual ish, wants to indulge in prayer and self... Um, you know, perfection and, you know, and the things like that. To cleave to the Ebersh. And in, when, you're, when you're belong to the middle kav, which is rachamim, you have balance. So that was Rabbi Akiva. I'm sorry, that's the middle of the Mechaber is Beza Kavim, which unifies the two opposite Kavim. That's the Maila of Adam. He has the Iskalalus Chagas Tafka. Chesed Gvurit Teferis. He's all in Yonim together. Now, on this person of Adam, who is on this very high level, Nemarit says, a person who's going to have in his flesh a se'es or a sapachas. Even though the Adam is someone who, who has the capacity of having his skalalus of incorporating everything. And therefore being perfect. This is who he is in his primias. In other words, essentially, he has it within him. He has his, in, internally, he has this proper balance. But it's possible that Bechitzainius, that in his external outer being, in his most, um, in, on the behavioral level, on the most external, because a human being is, sometimes you can have it, we understand that, that someone who is very, very well emotionally balanced, and, you know, you, you know this is a balanced person. But um, they can get caught up in certain situations which pull them into a certain extreme uh, thing. But you know that what? That it's not who they are. It's, it's you know, for whatever it is, it was, a, it was a circumstantial Indian that got them a little bit 
off into an extreme state. But they're really not an extreme person to be in these extremes. And that's why it's easy to recover from it, because it's only a chitzayniyistic thing. And that's what we're talking about tzaras. Tzaras is, an, the Ebersh is giving someone a sign who's bepinimiyistic a person, who has balance, who has all the ability to be, but for whatever reason, in this chitzayniyistic life, he took into something that is taking him, that means, that's why the nega happens on the skin. Skin indicates the external element of a, of a person. It's the most external element of the person. That, that hide and skin, you dress me. So you see, it's considered a lavush, the oir. It's the most external garment. It can be a nega. And what's the nega? Dafke the Adam can have this. And what's the, what's these, the nega? The nega we said earlier is oidam, that the blood is getting a little too much. In other words, in a person's, in his external behavior, he's leaning into a certain extreme behavior, too much in one Indian and not being balanced in, in his avoda, what he needs to have. The main quality of Adam is that internally he's balanced. So therefore it's possible that there should be some kind of a mistis. So that's why the nega comes to straighten them out so that he should repair this in his chitzayinis. That's, that's, that's the mimer. Okay. Then he has a whole long beer in the middle to understand this idea better of the quality of Adam. And what is the primis to Ge'inyan and what's the greatness of the human being. So let's go back now to the beer. And let's begin the beer. Let's see how far we will go with that. Let's go. Now we go back to page number one. Page Tov Kof Yudzayin. To understand the difference between Adam and Ish. We also need to understand Eich Adam Gematriyama. Also, what, what is the idea that Adam is gematriyama? I mean, I mean, how it is we understand. Aleph Dalad Mem is gematriyama, but he means eh. He means what's the what's the inner pnimius to get Indian that Adam and Ma has wanted? The oirach atzilus, which is the the, the 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 what's the connection? See, we're saying Adam is gematriyama. That means that, that means it has to be that the name Adam is related to atzilus. What's the connection between Adam and atzilus? So he's going to develop the chlal that the, that just like there are four worlds within our world itself, there are four levels. There is the, the Asiya Sheba Asiya, there's the Yatsira of Asiya, there's the Bria of Asiya, and there's the Atsilos of Asiya. What are the four levels in, the, in this world? Well, there's, there is um, uh, 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 Domeim, Tzomea, Chai, and Medaber. So the Domeim, the Domeim is the Asiya of Asiya, corresponds to the world of Asiya. Tzomeach corresponds to the world of Yitzira. That's a plant, vegetation. Chai, animal, corresponds to what? To the world of Bria. And the human, the Medaber, corresponds to Atzilus. So he's going to the, what he's really going to talk about is what's so powerful about, why is the human being called Medaber? Which means that there must be something about speech that represents this idea of the Because the human being, 
Again, when we're looking at the human and we're saying, human connects to Atsilas, that's what he's going to develop, that the human and Atsilas. But what's the quality of human? The quality of human is that he speaks. And now, think about it. Speech is actually the idea of Iskalalus. Because how do you get any kind of Iskalalus going in the world? Talk! People are very opinionated, people have very ideas, but don't talk to each other. And when you talk to each other, you can't get... You can't, like, the first thing you need to do is to talk. Talk is communication. Communication is already an Iskalalus. Two people with opposite ideas are going to talk. Monkeys don't talk. They have their ideas, and that's it. They're stuck in their ideas. They can't communicate. So the Indian of Dibur is the power to have a scholars, to communicate between one and the other. He's going to relate it also, and that's what the Mimer is going to display, that there is four elements also. Esh, Ruach, Mayim, and Afar. And he's going to explain how there is Esh and Mayim are the two opposites. And Ruach is the power of Eskalos, the power to unify. Ruach unifies everything. Wind. And Ruach, that corresponds to the Medaber. The human being is related to Ruach. And the pa- and why? He's going to explain where Ruach is rooted in the highest of the high. And that's what speech is. When you speak, you're using Ruach mainly. Wind. The breath that comes out, which is the source of speech. So all of this is going to be Nizbar over here. And all comes to explain the quality and the beauty of a scholarless, of Adam. Okay. What's the connection of Pipashtus between Adam and the world of Atsilus? Which in Atsilus, what's the Indian? What does the name Ma do in Atsilus? It's what keeps the whole world of Atsilus together, that Chesed and Gevura are harmonized. And also this idea that Adam, now in order to make that Eskalalus, the Adam, which is that unified being, he's compared to Elyon. What's the emphasis of Elyon? Elyon means Keser. He's compared to Keser, which is that power to have Eskalalus. Tarek Lav and Tchilo, we first need to understand, Inyan Maila Suga Adam. What is the quality of man? Shua Yose Medaber, that the human being is a Medaber. Like it says, It says the human being... When, when God created man, it says that God created man, and man became lenefesh chaya, a living being. The targum unculus and the targum unculus says v'chein targum yoynesen. Two targums, the targum of unculus and the targum yoynesen, both translate nefesh chaya by a human being l'ruach memalala to a speaking spirit. Interesting. God created a human, and the Torah says man. He nefesh chaya. What does the targum translate? A speaking spirit. And there's so much more to a human than the fact that he talks. No. That's the quality of what makes human, the human unique is that he can talk. That he's a speaking, not that he's an intellectual being. He's someone who talks. I'm going to fight, fight the wolf nature that everybody wants to hide in caves but the wolf family. I'm going to fight that. Because without speech, communication, we're not going anywhere. We have to talk. We have to talk. We have to go out and give classes. We have to speak. We have to socialize. We can't stay in non-socializing. We have to fight that. I'm anti-anti-socializing. because that's the whole power now through speech. You have to speak intelligent speech. That's true. Not not stuff about uh, shaitals and lipstick, but but. But, but there has to be talk. 
downwards. There has to be communication. Okay, can a dalad yisoides because the four elements, esh ruach mayim and afar, the four elements of esh ruach mayim and afar, hem neged dalad bechinos. They correspond to the four elements. Doimem is inanimate, so meach is what vegetation, chai animal, and mem is medaber. So again, what is he aligning up here? Let's see again. He says, in order to understand this, let's understand. The first thing is that what makes human unique is that the human is called a medaber, l'ruach mamalala. Okay? And the two things that we need to emphasize. The, the greatness of the human being is that he talks, but in order to talk, what brings the talking of the human? The ruach element, that he's related to ear. Ruach is spirit, but ruach is also ear. So he says, well, let's analyze. There are four things, there are four yesodos, esh, ruach, mayim, and afar, and there is also four types of life in this world. Four types of, right? There's the doimim, the inanimate, the tzomeach, the vegetable, the chai, the living. Look in that mimer. So, afar, that we understand that. Now we, he lines these things. The four elements correspond to the four, four levels of stuff. So, afar, which is earth, is pchenas doimim. What's doimim? Doimim is inanimate. So, we understand because earth is what many doimim was made out of, right? Good. Umayim upchenas tzomeach. Water is related to the, even though water is also a domain, water is also an inanimate being. But the water element is mainly responsible for tzomeach. We understand that. All vegetation, flowers need water. Trees need water. Plants need water, right? Because water causes all tainug, all pleasurable things to grow. And it says, How fortunate are they, those who plant, on a lot of water. When you plant and there's a lot of water, things will grow. Fire is related to, to, to animals. Living beings, my, not including the human, but all living creatures, animals and so on and so forth, beasts and insects and birds and fish and all that, that have a nefesh already more than a plant, their main element inside of them is fire. Why? What is the connection between fire and a plant and, 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 and an animal? Because the animals down here below, we know are derivatives of angels. Angels above are called chayos, chayos hakodesh, the holy beasts. And we know that what are, what are the malachah made out of? Primarily esh. Malachah esh loet, they are fiery beings. Kiba malach, and then self, his attendants, esh loet, is flaming fire. And what are the malachim? Vem dalit chayos amarkava. The malachim are called chayos, beasts. They are the four beasts of the merkava. Pnei Pneshor, the face of the lion, the face of the ox, Hulu, the eagle, whatever. Shehem, Hem, Hamakoyrim, which they are the source. Shemehem, Mishtalshalim, because from them evolve Nefashais, Habehemois, Vahachayois, Shalomato. The Nefashais, souls of the Behemois and the Chayas down here below. Kenoidim, Amashikosa, Bezoyar, as noted as what it says in Zoar, Vahim, the Ramaskal, Behem, Ashmini, Atzeres, Shuloi Nitfas, look at the Mimer, Behem, Ashmini, Atzeres. It has not been printed, so if you want to access that mimer, you have to have secret access to the people who have the written ones. It's really cool. I like when he says that. Look in the mimer, that has not been printed. So how are we supposed to look in it? Ah, 
So you have to already, you have to have connections to get the ones that are not printed. Anyway, so what does it say over there? That the root of the animals, they come, the root from domestic animals mainly, like cows, sheep, goats, and all that, they come from the left side of the chariot, the face of the ox. And the wild beasts, they come from the flying, birds come from the nesher, and so forth. Okay, so now we understand the connection of Aish to animals. Because by Malachim, who are what? They are the supernal animals, and they're the source of the animals down here. And what is the, the most dominant feature by the Malachim? They're fiery beings. Meshar of Aish Loet. The Malachim are an Aish. How about Ruach? So now we're left with wind. And Ruach, that is man. That's already the human being is called Ruach. As we said earlier, on the Targum, where it says man became a living being, what does it say? It doesn't say a, 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 a speaking Nefesh, because Nefesh doesn't cause speech. Ruach causes speech. And ruach, besides meaning spirit, also means wind. It's the wind element that causes speech. The loit targum. Now it's interesting. You might say that's like uh, whatever. They just chose to say the ruach mamala. Maybe it wasn't too accurate. Hey, hold it. Because when you analyze the same exact words when it says it by animals, not by humans. Earlier, when the animals are created in, in, in Bereshis, it says by animals. Over there, it does, when it's not talking about humans, it says lenefesh chaya, and over there it doesn't translate the ruach. It translates it, let's see, the loiter gumuri ken al pasik toitseya aretz nefesh chaya. Earlier, when it says the earth should give forth nefesh chaya, shenem of a behemois vechayois, which says by the behemois and the chayois, parshas bereshis beyem chamishi, on parshas bereshis on Thursday, this is not happening on Friday, but on Thursday when it's talking about the creator in them, shalisham targumoi nafsha chaisa. It says a living nefesh, it doesn't say leruach. Doesn't say ruach. Two things. It doesn't say mamalala because they're not speaking. But it could have said ruach chaisa. Doesn't say that nefesh chaisa. For hainu and that is because the the behemoth, the animals and the beasts and the birds and balechayim, they are living beings and they are primarily related to the fire element of fire. Shoresham and their source, Machayas Samarkava, and their source is from the angelic beings above, Shegufa Mumaish, whose body is made up of fire, Meish Loet, from flaming fire. Kamashakasav, as we said earlier, Mesharsov Eish Loet, his attendants are, are, are flaming fire. Adam and only the human being, Shuhuniv Dalbamaila Allah Balchai, who is separated in quality over an animal. And his source is from Adam, from the Adam that's above the throne. One second. And his source from Adam. You see, where does Aish come from? Aish is related to the, to the Kisei HaKavit. That's why the fiery beings, the Malachim, they come from the Merkava, and the Merkava is below the Kiseyakav. Now the human being, his Shoresh, his, of his Nefesh, of his Neshama, is not from the beasts that are below the Merkava. They're connected to the one who sits on the throne. Who sits on the throne? The Adam Elion, the supernal man above the throne. That's where our Neshama comes from. 
Ah, that is above fire. That's ruach already. Okay? And his root is from Adam that's above the throne. Okay, so what is Taka the big quality of the human? That the human being stands out from all other animals. A human being is just another mammal. A more sophisticated mammal. No. The main distinction between human and non-human is in the power of speech. Shaharei, he proves. Seichel nimtzagam babalichayim. Idea, seichel. Intelligence. Animals also have intelligence. Kamay Yashua like the fox. He's considered the wise of the achayas. Now if animals don't have chayas, you don't have like, you never say that this stone is a wise, intelligent stone. It's not shayach to talk about wisdom and intelligence by stones. But it is possible to speak by animals because animals have an intelligence. And a little bit of seichel, every animal has. They guard themselves from any kind of harm. They shouldn't fall into one of the traps. And she's always, and they devise all kinds of sometimes really, really, really um, brilliant ways how to get their food. They have a certain seichel where they can understand, they have an understanding like of, of a relationship because they understand their master. Like it says, it says a pasuk, yadashar koinehu. The ox knows his his, uh, his acquirer, the one. The chamar edis and the chamar knows his owner, the, the the bowl where he gets his food from. Shenimtza yeshlam ktsas seichel v'das to have some kind of a seichel. Yada talks about yedia to have some kind of a das. So what then? But what don't they have at all? Imkei moving she ikur yisrin adam. The main quality of Adam medaber, is in this that the human is a medaber. Okay, so now that we've established that the, what, what reigns supreme in the human being is his speaking quality. Another thing we've established that the speech is related to the idea of wind, of ruach. So we need to understand, so, what is, so what's the secret of ruach? What is the power of ruach that makes ruach so high? So he's going to explain that ruach is related to teferis. Chesed and Gavur is Mayim and Esh. And Ruach is related to Teferis. And what does Teferis do? We just entered the week of Teferis now in Svira. And what does Teferis do? Teferis is synchronization. It unifies. Why? Because it's rooted in the Ebishter himself, in the Orient Seif himself, that has the power to be Koilal everything. And that's the gift that God has given the human being, that he's gifting it with something that's, that's why the human is called Adam, Adam Elion. He's compared to the one above. That's beyond, higher than any extreme. And that Indian, the Ebersh, is a Kol Yachel, that's what he gave to us, and that's our power of speech. And it's, as Drik Tzachos, it expresses itself in speech, because it's exactly what speech does. It takes two opposite parties, an extreme, uh, you know, uh, conservative, an extreme liberal, brings them together. They should be able to talk. Talk your issues out, figure it out. Uh, this or uh, this, achas and namasnagin. That's chadurich. Figure something out together. Connect, talk, join. Right? We need to understand. So now the tzemach tzedek asks a question. Asks a question. We just mentioned that what quality of the human being is what that the human being is a medaber. Power of ruach very high. 
But you take a look in Kehelis, a very, 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 very um, seemingly depressing book. And the book of Kehelis, it says that what is already the quality of the human being over an animal? The quality, the superiority of an Adam over an animal, Oyen is nothing. Ayan is nothing. What do you think? You're bigger than a cow? Garnish maybe I got a cow will die, you will die. That's what that's what Shlomo Melech says. It's all hevel, it's all vanity, it's all nothing. And we need to understand, how can you want how do we ah but the Maile is going to explain that the Moisir and Adam and Abahama, the Khsidashitaich in the end is gonna be ayin is this level of ayin that transcends definitions. Ayin means nothingness because it's higher than all that. But now he doesn't. Now at this point in the Maima we don't know that. So he's pipastus. It means the quality of man over animal is nothing. How can you say that the man's quality is ayin ve'efes is nothing? Moisar adam and abehema. The quality of man over an animal. We see a big difference, a great chiluk between adam and behema. Number one, we see a big difference. Look what the animals are. They're exactly where they were five and a half thousand years ago. They haven't produced one thing. Even one little, you know, sliding pond, monkey bars, uh, something like that, to have like created something like that where they can have fun or something like that, a little playground. Even that they haven't done. Garnished. And look at human beings. Look what we've done. It's unbelievable, the advancement. The gam... The human being, that a human being is above everybody else, to the point that the human being is considered a, car- a category on its own. It's not like there's animals, and the king of all animals is the human. No, it's a complete different category. He's a speaker. On this, his quality and his yisran is on animals. The idea is... The Targum Yoinesen, then in Targum Yoinesen Pidish. So first he brings the Pidish of Targum. In the Targum, and he negates it. The Targum, it says, that when it says that the quality of man over animal is nothing, it's talking about a human being who doesn't deserve to be called human, a person who's not using his humanity. A person is degrading himself to be like an animal. So then you talk an animal. Pidish is there, it's called on wicked people. And we can say, and where did the Targum Yoinesen take this idea that's talking about wicked people? It says, That the greatness of a person over an animal, the advantage of others, is nothing. So how does he take, it doesn't, it doesn't say which Adam. Ah, because in the beginning of the passage it says, See this, when we, in Davening we say only the, we quote in every morning in our, in our prayers, only the end of the Pasuk. What is already the quality of man? But there's a beginning to the Pasuk. The beginning of the Pasuk says that that the, the occurrence that happens to the, the, the children of man and the, and, the, and the occurrence that happens to an animal, their destiny, they have one final, final destiny. And what is that? Like this one dies, this one dies. And then he concludes, so, and that's how the Targum Yoinesen knew that we're talking about wicked people. How do you know it's talking about wicked people? Maybe this idea is also talking about 
uh, all people. How do you know it's wicked people? So it's easy to miss this. That's why he explains it on Rishoyim. Why? Because in Parshas Noyach, because in Parshas Noyach it says, Esa'ir migdol asher banu adam. So what's the key over here? In the, in the end of the Pasuk, Ataka says, Umoisar adam min abehema oyin. That the, the advantage of an adam over an animal is oyin. It mentions the word adam. Umoisar ha'adam. But in the beginning of the Pasuk, it says, Bnei ha'adam. Now where else do you find in Chumash the words Bnei ha'adam? Not adam, but Bnei ha'adam. Ah, so you look in Bereshis, when it talks about building the, 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 the Tower of Babylon, uh, building the Dura Flaga when they build that Heil Tower, it says that the Abishtah came down to see the construction that they built, Bnei Ha'adam. And Rashi says, ah, these are people that are kafu toiva, they're full of ingratitude, they're like, they're like Adam Arishon, who didn't have gratitude, he blamed everything on his wife. The woman who you gave to me, God wanted to be nice to him and give him company, and he goes and he blames everything on her. She has lack of gratitude. These two people, these people also had a lack of gratitude. God saved them from the mobble, and now they're going to wage war against him. Okay? But upon him, which words does it speak about those people? And they were wicked people, the Deirah Flood. It calls them B'nei Ha'adam. So now, when the Targum Yonason is reading Kehelas, and he comes to the same Pasuk, and over there it also says B'nei Ha'adam, so that tells the Targum Yonason that this Pasuk is speaking about people that are not called people, they're children of people. That means they're wicked. Now, the, only, the only reason they're really called a person is because they were born to a person. Now, their behavior, the Etzev, is like a behavior, like an animal. You can't call them, you can't say they're subhumans because if they were born to a human mother, they're B'nei Ha'adam, but they're not Adam. Ayin Shama Pirush Rashi. Okay. So if they're wicked, so what is that? They're living their lives just to eat and drink and whatever. You know, the animals do the same thing. And more than that, when the Targum Yonison compares them to animals, he doesn't even say just to animals. He, he compares them to, to, to non-kosher animals. The behemoths to meos, to defiled animals. Fine. Om nam seder hayoim. However, in the Sefer Seder Hayom, which is a Pirush on Kehelas, the Pirush of the Kehelas in his Pirush on Kehelas, Kasev, over there he writes like this, Vizel He doesn't want to say that it's talking about wicked. He learns the Pasuk, that the Pasuk is talking about any, all people. See, if you're learning it's in the wicked, you don't have a Kasha from that Pasuk. A human, of course, is far superior to an animal. Ah, you have a Kehelas that says, Moisar Adam and Abahema Oyen is nothing. It's talking talk about what kind of Adam and people who live like a, like a Chazarish Atog. So they're like a, like, a, like a pig. There's no, there's no difference between them. But in Seder Hayoyim, he doesn't learn that way. His peerish is that it's talking about everybody. He says that the reason why Shlomo Melech was saying this, because he's talking in general about the human condition, not after wicked people. What he wanted to do is that people should not be boastful. The goy de levav and 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 you know feeling haughty, mipnei adam, mipnei adam from people. Sheim hayoyis even though shabori is barach, even though God higdol vehifli lasis bechachman nifla, that even though the abishter put so much investment into the human being, and he made him with great great wisdom as bnei adam, the human being, the asa oisay and he made him kidmus kidmus elokim, he made him in the image of God. 
Bechachma ubetvuna. He made him with chachma and tvuna. And maybe he says, in the bottom he says, maybe he's supposed to add bechachma ubedas ubetvuna. So he gave him chabad. He gave him seichel. He gave him such a... And he created him complete from all creations. Kulam from all of them. Him calls that, nevertheless. He should not be Balgaiva. Because of this, he should take a look and see on how many things he's equivalent and similar to a behemoth. He should look at his chumrias. He should see his, his corporal, his, his lowliness. He should look in the mirror and see himself as an animal. Why? Because the bottom line he sees, that they have the same end occurrence, like this one dies, this one dies. It's not only death, in everything. It all goes to the same thing. Oh, so you can ask, what do you mean? How can you complain? He has an asham. What do you mean? They all go to the same place. A behemoth goes down and there's a carcass and it gets eaten by whatever, by uh, whoever in the food chain that will eat his, his body up. The human being is respected. You put him in the ground, but the neshama goes up to Gan Eden or whatever. The neshama is eternal and this. How can you compare? And even though the, the Seder Ayoyim brings, even though this person's neshama is tohar, and he's excavated from below the Kisya Kavod, and is a, literally a piece of God from above, and this one doesn't have a neshama. He only has a vivifying spirit, which goes down below, which doesn't like stay. Nevertheless, listen to these words. That's a, that's a concealed thing. That's, that's not a, that neshama, that chilek lekayim emal is a very hidden element deep, deep inside the human. And uh, you possess a neshama. Like the Altar Rebbe says, you placed a neshama in me, but that's not me. Me, I'm, I'm my nefesh Muhammad, the Altar Rebbe says, besides big tzaddikim, right? And who knows... If she'll even if this neshama will end up anyways going back to its source, tashuf. If you don't live the way a person should live, who knows what's going to happen with the neshama? So a person should, doesn't have anything to be a balgaiva to be boastful. Because of this, this is the words of him. Oh. So it comes out according to that that he's saying that even average people, meaning not only wicked people, should also realize that what that uh, they're not that much more than an animal. So, but he doesn't like that. The tzemach tzedek says, "The kasha, the amre peri gimel the avos." In mesechtes avos, over there, it, it, um, it, uh, the mishnah. What's it called again? Um, what's the right word? Applaud, not applauds, not celebrates. I'm looking for a good word. Um, give me a good word. No, give me a good word. It, it, it. We can be stuck here for an hour. It, um, I have the word over here, but it's not here. Um, something like applauds. It, 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 Sings the praises. Give me a better word for that. Well, one word. I have to say sing the praise. No? I can't believe it. You have a word. It's not telling me. 
that a person is so precious that he's created with what? In a tzela. And over there, obviously, we're not just talking about the Shinira. You're immediately created that way. You're created on a whole different level. But tzela. And elsewhere, the Tzemach Tzedek says, I have written, To further illustrate, the Rebbe wants to make the question greater. What's the question? How can you say that, the, that, the, that a human being's superiority over an animal is nothing? He says, we take that deeper, we know that our, the domim tzameh, achayim, edaber correspond also to the four worlds. So far we didn't correspond them to the four worlds. We corresponded them to the four elements. Four, I said earlier to the four worlds. We correspond to the four worlds. And domim tzameh, achayim, correspond to biyah, bri, yitzir, and asiyah. And adam, the human, is tatzilos. And we know the difference between Atsilus and Biyah is vast, is infinite. This is divine. It's Ein Sof, part of the Abishter. This is already a creation. That means the human is way, way above. Imkein, Datsach, Toimem Tzameacha, Yem Bchenes Biyah. They are Briyat Sirenasi. Vaadam, and the human being, Bchenes Atsilus, is Atsilus. Vein Aroich Biyah, La Atsilus. And Briyat Sirenasi have no comparison to Atsilus. How can he say that the quality of the Adam over an animal is nothing? Oh, so now everybody's going to give us a little key. The key to it all is, what is the definition of the word ayin? Does ayin mean nothing? Meaning nothing as garnished? Babachaya Parshas Beresha says that don't, make, don't laugh at nothing. Nothing is very high. When it says ayin, then when it says ayin, it's referring to the chachma. It's interesting. I want to look at the Rebbeinu for a second. I want to see if the if this question is taka asked by if this question is taka asked about the Berino Mechaya, about the human being, when it says, Vayipach ba'ap of Nishmas Chayim. Yeah, hold it. Wow, this is a two-page Rebbeinu Bachai over here.
Oh, here we are. Okay. You will understand. The Rabbeinu Bachai is taking this pasuk and saying that Shlomo Melech was saying something very deep. You see, Shlomo Melech was Shlomo Melech. He was saying things, and most people reading it think, okay, okay. He means oyen. What does oyen mean? Beir ki yisrena adam ala behema. What is the quality of the behema? Who mitzada inyan shekaroi ayin? Not. It's nothing. Oyen nothing. It's because of the inyan what's called ayin. What's ayin? For who mitzada nefesh asichlish aboy? It's because of his nefesh, his seichel diga nefesh. Nimsheches min achachma, which is drawn from chachma. Shuhu ayud hamesyachedes emaratzen shuhu aleph. The Chachm is called a Yud, and Ayin is Yud together with an Aleph. Aleph Yud is the root of Ayin. It's a Nun there too, it doesn't explain the Nun. But no, the Nefesh is Nun, could be he means Nefesh is the Nun, and which is rooted from Chachm, it's plugged into the Yud, which the Yud is coming from the Aleph, and that's where a Chachm may Ayin Timotzi. But it's interesting, he do, doesn't bring the Pasuk. Uh, and over here he said, that's he did, that that's the Pasuk he brings. Maybe he's implying that a Pasuk. Or at least I didn't see where he says that Pasuk. Okay, so if that's the case, if you're learning that this is coming to say the greatness of the person, so then how can you... Okay, it's a whole, it's a whole different pirush. But if it's a whole different pirush, how are you going to read the end of the Pasuk? What does it say? Because it's all narishkeit. So if it's Moisar Adam and Abahema Oyen, it's like, wow, the human being is connected to the level of Oyen, Chachma and Keser, the Aleph and Ein Sof. So why are you saying, Kihakal of Havel, it's all Narishkai? So now that doesn't make any sense. So the Tzemach Tzedek has to come now and explain you that a Havel is also not something to sneeze at. Just like Ayin is a very high level, Havel is also something that's very high. So what does it mean? We can say, the mashakos of hevel avolim. When it says hevel avolim, hakel hevel. You hear this? A medrash in tehillim, where it says everything is hevel. It's all hevel. It's referring to the day of Shabbos. So says the medrash that when Shlomo Melech says havel avolim hakel hevel, it's referring to Shabbos. Shabbos is heaven. How can that be? On Shabbos we know is rooted, it's the one day that's rooted in Chachma. Whoever comes in the morning to my Shabbos morning shir, we're learning now the difference between Shabbos and Yom Tiv. That Yom Tiv is, the, is, is the Giloy of Bina. That's why there's Simchas Yom Tiv. And Shabbos is even higher than Yom Tiv. That's why we have extra prohibitions on Shabbos that we don't have on Yom Tiv. Shabbos you're allowed to cook. Yom Tiv. I'm sorry, Yom Tiv you're allowed to cook. Shabbos you're not allowed to cook. Shabbos is a higher godly, it's, a, it's the moich and the abba. 
Then as Barba Mokamach, we explained that else. Sheshabasum bichinas moichin da Abba. It's moichin of Abba. Shulamaila mehishtalshalas. It's ain't sof. Moichin da Abba is like it's still chachma, chachma is still connected to the infinite. I'm belakuti Torah parshas tzav b'de Ramaschal Matzazu. Famous mimer where the Alter Rebbe explains the idea of moichin da Abba versus moichin da Ema between the two levels of moich. The echam a kehelas. How can kehelas come al Shabbos shu hevel? How can you go and make away from Shabbos completely and say it's hevel? Achin, you know the idea is the masha Shabbos nikra hevel. This that Shabbos is called hevel. Tzarech loimar. First of all, you have to say that hevel must be a high madrega, because Adam and Chava could have chose for their son any name to name him. Think about that. Adam and Chava have two names, two children, Cain and Hevel. Now at that point, they could have named him anything, no? There was no, no names were taken yet. Right? Today's days, you want to be original, you come up with a name. Right? They had every name, anything to make up. And which name did they choose for him? They call him Hevel. So Hevel has to be uh, something, it can't be Stama. In any case, So we have to say that this is similar to what it says in Medrash Kehelas. We got another Hevel. Guess what? This is pretty insulting. We insulted Shabbos. Shabbos is Hevel. We insulted first the human being. We said that the human is all Hevel. Then we insulted Shabbos and we said Shabbos is Hevel. Guess what we're going to insult now? That the entire Torah that we study in this world, it's considered Hevel. Garnished. Narish, silly. Ah, it's the Torah that we learn in this world, but that, that's everything we have. All the Sfarim, all the whole body of Torah, it's all what? It's hell. Compared to what? To the Torah we're going to have when Mashiach comes. But that's the answer. When we say something is hell, the question is compared to what? So, V'tzarech Loimar, and we have to say, Shezeo Lefi Kinoivlis Chachma Shalamayla Torah. Because the Torah is really comes from the Ebeshtus Chachma, but it's only the dropping of Chachma. It's in Sefer, in Sefer Yetzirah, it says an interesting thing. It says, is Chachma, the Novel. What's Novel? Novel means like when a tree drops, you plant the tree. And what's the purpose of planting the tree? Delicious fruits. But before you get a chance to pick the, pick the fruits, some of the, some of the maybe, whatever, fruits fall down on the floor. Usually, you know, I was a few weeks ago, Okay, two, three months ago, it was an Ohai for, for a few days. And we were walking over there, Shabbos, I went to Shul. And we walked through orange groves and orange groves and orange groves and orange groves. The whole place was full of oranges. And there were so many oranges sitting on the floor just riding away. Noivlois, no one was picking them up. No one was looking at them. Unbelievable. But it's noivlois, something that drops on its own. So it says that you think that the Torah is the Ebersh, Chachma, but it's only the novel, only what's dropping. It's not like the real inner element of the Chachma, because it's ain't so not possible for anybody to learn and understand. Today in the morning when I gave my Mashiach class, um, I discussed the idea that Rivka went down to the spring with a little jug of water, she filled up her kad, a little jug. The word kad is chavdalid. The 24 books of the Torah is only one jug of Chachma. There's a spring that's Ein Sof, and the 24 bucks of Torah is one, going down one time and picking up one pail of wisdom, isn't that? Since it's only Noivloi's Chachma, but the rest of the Chachma remains transcendent and above it. So that's why it's called Hevel. 
That's what he's saying. That if it's because it's drawn, because it's only coming from here. Abba Yoinik Mamazla. Chachma. You see? The Torah is the Abishta's Chachma. It's the level of Chachma Vatsilas. That's where Torah comes from. But the entire Abba, the entire Chachma Vatsilas, what's its relationship with the Ain Sof with Kesar? So it says that Chachma nurses from Kesar, it derives its highest through the the here of Kesar. The here of uh, mazel, mazel are called mazel, it's a little tiny hairs. Through small little hair, and just like, and what, and what, and what is the idea behind it? Hasidus explains that just we're using the, and it's only a mushal, because we don't really have a mushal. It's the best mushal we have, so we use this mushal. The relationship of how much of your brain power goes into each and every one of your hair, garnished. Why? Something, yeah, because, because it's attached to your head. And some of it goes, but so little. You're taking a shower and you have like ten hair fall off of your head. You don't even know that it fell off. You went to sleep and your pillow is here. You don't know. It's, it's so insignificant. It's so insignificant your hair. So the entire Chachmi Allah, the supernal Chachma Vatsilus, deriving from Kesser, is only from one small little hair. Because Chachma is coming from the here, and the here is nothing. It's nothing compared to God Himself. When Mashiach comes, when Mashiach comes, we're going to have a giloy of the hidden Moyach. What's the hidden Moyach? Not the Chachma of Atzilus. Chachma of Keser is called Moyach Stima, the concealed Mochen. That's the Chachma of the Ein Sof of Kesser. And that's going to be revealed when Mashiach comes. So the Torah that we're going to learn when Mashiach comes is going to be way, 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 way in. To the Torah is now, is considered Hevel. Shalom Ailam Now we're only receiving through a here. Then we're going to receive the Etzama Chachma. As stated in Oira Torah, Marava Magid, Mishmasa Eden. In Oira Torah from the Magid, on that pasuk, the Maggid explains how the gilui of, of, of Torah that's going to be after Mashiach comes is going to be on levels way above it. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm going to bring you the Maggid. Oh, He's going to machatz, he's going to destroy or whatever. Passe comes from the word peyes, of moyav. The hard hair and the soft hair. What in the world does that mean? I don't know. 
If there wouldn't be these filters, Hadraga, the Makabal couldn't receive. Ah, hear this. Says the Holy Magid, when the worlds are going to become Nizdachich, we're finally going to be able to receive a lot of Shefa. Today, till Mashiach comes, the worlds are not refined. You're not going to need this hadraga. The Ebesh is going to break. He's going to divide. He's going to break open. He's going to break these levels that are coming out of Father and therefore limiting it which till now are holding back, not allowing it to flow, that we should be able to receive it. When the recipients are going to be in this, you won't need the passe moyav, you don't need the restrictions. They're going to come without hadraga. I'm so excited. First of all, I don't think anybody in Los Angeles ever learned this mimer. If anybody did learn the mimer, they definitely did not take out the Oratorah from the Mizritcha Magad and read that tonight. That excites me. So we covered new things that no one ever did before in the world. We learned that. Piece. Whoever learned Mochimah, who's going to take out Oratorah today in the whole world and learn that piece? No one. We did it over here. We did it. Okay. Next. So what happens over here? The Zeropidish, again. Uh, and that's the meaning. So we're not going to work through here. We're going to get to the essence of it. I'm sorry. I usually have water when I, when I, when I give the shir. Now I'm drinking beer. So it creates a whole different uh, situation. Look at the mimer. Shiru loy zamru loy. Over there he explains the idea of the song of Torah. Which is the Tamim of Torah. The song of Torah. Now there's no revelation. You hear about something else I saw today in Likutei Torah? It's all related to my Mashiach Shir in the morning. You know why I have such revelations tonight? I just realized why. Because today I sat over here and I was going to give my Mashiach Shir. And no one in the entire world showed up to the Mashiach Shir. Nobody. And I decided I'm not giving the Mashiach Shir. No one is coming. There's no Shir. I sat on the phone and said, you're the only participant on the conference call. So we were sitting and singing and singing. I said, Joseph, get back a conference call. No one is coming. I'm not doing it. So I put it down. And then I said, nah, I'm going to teach the Mashiach Shir. For nobody. And I taught the Mashiach Shir like there was a million people here. And that was really cool. So as a reward of that, now I have this giloy. What does it say in Lakuti Torah? You hear? What does it say in Lakuti Torah? The Alter Rebbe says in Lakuti Torah that he says that there's four levels in Torah. Hey, you have to hear this really well. What, there are four levels. In Chumash, when we're learning Chumash, what do you see? You have Oisiyos, letters, and then you have Tamim. Then you have Nekudais. Nekudais are the Kamats, Pasach, and all that. Then you have 
Um, um, tagin, you have crowns, and then you have songs, the, the trup. The trup, that's a whole different thing. So the Alta Rebbe says like this. Torah Shabbat that we learn, Torah Shabbat which expounds and explains Torah Shabbat is only explaining the Osios. It's not explaining, there's no explanations. When Chazal Darshan, they Darshan, why is there an extra Vav? Why does it say so? Why does it say this? Why does it say that? Like this week on the Monday night class, we asked the question, what does it say? in the day of. Didn't have to say biyoyim. It just say uber arois on the day that when, when you see uh, bus. What is it? Biyoyim. So there's a day you could look at the nega. You can. So they're looking at words. They're not even expanding. And he says, wait. When they looked at words, how many perushim did they figure out in the words? So we know there's pshat, remez, drush, and soid. So he brings from the Arizal. Today was Reb Chaim Vital's yard site, so we can we should quote from the Arizal of Chaim Vital. And when we say there is Pshat, Remez, Drush, and Soid, he says there are 600,000 Perushim in Pshat. There is 600,000 Perushim. Because every Neshama has a different Perush. And the 600,000 root souls. And there are 600,000 Perushim in Drush. There are 600,000 Perushim in Remez. 600,000 in Soid. You're talking about already 2.4 million Perushim on every word of Torah. 2.4 million explanations. And guess what? That's only on the level of osios. Because that's what's revealed in these days. No one has even begun to explore the nekudos. Definitely not the tagin, the crowns, and definitely not the tamim, the, the, the trap. These are levels and levels and levels. and The Torah Shabbal Peh doesn't have. That means you can't, in our, in our revealed, communicated Torah, there's no explanations on them. We don't know their mystery. When is that going to be revealed? After Mashiach comes. Same Torah we're going to be learning. That's why we understand why our Torah is considered Hevel. Because we're barely scratching the surface. First of all, people think, oh, I learned that already. I learned, I learned that Pasuk already. Let's learn something else. Hold it. There's 600,000 pshat. Look at the Sefer Makros Gedolos. How many Pshat? You have Kliyakar, Ramban, uh, Rashi. You have seven. Oh, imagine you learned seven Mepharshim. 600,000. That's 10, 11, 13, 128, 364 Pirush. I mean, every Pasuk. 600,000. And then in Pshat, Remez, Drush, and Soid, and secrets, Kabbalistic secrets. And then that's only on the words, it's not even on the, uh, we haven't even begun to expound on that. And that's going to be revealed after Mashiach comes. said love when Mashiach comes, that's what it means, the song of Torah is going to be revealed. Torah, the secrets of Torah, the idea of the song. And this is what it says, it will delight, there will be such a delight. I love it. Guess what? He says, look at another mimer, Shishem Hema Malchus, again, that wasn't printed. So many non-printed stuff here. The Indian, Tamim, Nekudois, Tagin, and Osios. That's, the, that's what that, that, that Rosh Tevis is. Tamim, Nekudois, Tagin, which is the, the, the crowns, and Osios. Shepidish Tamim Bekeser. The Tamim is in Keser. And that is Ein Sof. 
So the ayin, from where Chachma comes from, which is just the hair, im shu even though it's very high, im nevertheless, compared to God Himself, nikra ayin, it's called nothing. Mishim de to Him it's ayin, it's nothing. Like we say about the keser, the level of keser, even though it's a very sparkling light, it is black, compared to the orin sof, keser is considered dark, even though it's so bright, because the orin sof is infinitely beyond anything. Look over there. The same is also moiser adam. Ah. So now when we go back to the Moisar Adam and Abahema, that the advantage of Adam over an animal. And what's Adam? What's Adam? Adam corresponds to the world of... What, what is Adam? Adam corresponds to the world of Atzilus. We said before that Atzilus is so much higher than Biyah. Yeah, of course it's higher than Biyah. But <laughs> compared to a Keser and the Ain Sof, it's iron. It's nothing. Is only that over here Chachma shines, in Atzilus there is Chachma, and in Bria there's no revelation of Chachma, it starts from Dina and down. So Chachma is there. Because it's all Hevel, and the root of even Atzilus is considered a Hevel, that comes from the here. V'chein, it comes from the hearers of Kesa, that's what we said before. Abba yoinek memazla, that Chachma is only deriving from a tiny little hair, from, from Kesa. V'chein, mepchenas havalim, the oizin choytem peh, the Adom Kadmon. It says that from the, from the level of Adom Kadmon, which is way beyond Kesa, so from the ears, and the chotem, the nose, and the peh, and the mouth of Adom Kadmon, just like by us, from the, from, the, from the mouth and the nose, you have ear. You're breathing. Ear comes out. I don't know what he means from the ear. I don't know. Ears don't give off any ear. But they're called ear, but they're not giving off any ear. But I don't know what it means, then a hevel that comes out of them. But there is some kind of a hevel related to the ear. And to the, from Adam Kadmon, that's where all these lies, eventually the ear of Atzilus comes from. But the fact that we're calling it a hevel means it's, not, it's nothing of substance. When Mashiach comes, it is going to reveal the essence of Adam Kadmon, not the Hevel. That's why Shabbos. Oh, Shabbos is what? What did we say before? Shabbos is the light of Chachma. Chachma is fantastic, but Chachma is also called Ayin. That's why Shabbos is called Hevel. But when Mashiach comes, it's not going to be Shabbos, it's going to be Shabbos Bishabbatai. That's what we say in. Um, in, da- in davening, we say, Oila Shabbos Bishabbatoi. The Ola of Shabbos in its Shabbos. Shabbatoi shall Shabbos to the Shabbos of Shabbos. She is Galilee, which he can reveal itself in the future. Nechshav Shabbos the Achshav. The Shabbos of now is considered Pchenas Hevel, is considered Hevel. Okay. So now this is all to answer that. Yeah, no, no, no. We're finishing this piece. To understand Shaykhis Pchenes Mailas Hadibur Sheba Adam. To understand now the Shaykhis, the, the connection of the, of the quality of speech of a person. Okay, very good. So we're saying that. So what, what did we establish now? The 
the quality of man over an animal is that the man stems from Atzilus, where the Ebersh does Chachma shines. And Chachma may ayin. Chachma is called ayin. That's what I mean. Moisar Adam and Abahema ayin. But what's the quality of the human? The quality of the human is that he speaks. What's the connection of speech then to the level of ayin? So he's going to explain that. What is the level of ayin? What's the connection of dibur to the ayin? The Indian, and the idea is the Inishayrish, Indian Adibur, the root of speech. Hagam even though it seems like. He's going to now trace where letters, where speech comes from. And he's going to explain, as a very powerful concept that the Altar Rebbe teaches us in Tanya, that the power of speech is very, very powerful. It's connected to this week's parsha because the whole Tazriya Metzar is related to speech. That's also connected to Adam. Uh, the whole nega comes because you, 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 there's some kind of a blemish in speech. And the human being's the quality of the Adam being Adam is speech. So as you're using ICIs, and ICIs is a very, very powerful thing. And it can be abused, of course. It can be used in an abusive way. You can abuse that power or you can use it to be an Adam. But the power of ICIs is very powerful. And he's going to explain how they come from the pre-intelligence. They come from the pre-intellect. Because we might be thinking that usually speech is an external thing. It begins over here. It begins in your jaws, in your muscles, right over here, down here. It's a feature you can talk. And you might think that the chemistry or the biological structure or the, I don't know how you would refer to it in scientific terms, of the jaw of an animal is not that it can speak, but the human one is structured in a way that it can produce these more sophisticated kind of sounds. Okay. Uh, so even though it looks like the oisias go out, it's come out of the vocal vocal uh, cords or the or the um, the uh, the, um, the what is it called mitzayis, the five organs of speech they call it. Aleph ches ayin hey, the aleph the ches and the ayin hey ma'agarin come out of the throat. Gimel yud chav kuf me'echaich come out from the palate. Talit tes lamid nun tov mahaloshin come out from the tongue. Zayin samach shin reish tzadik mashinayim come from the teeth. Beis vav mem peis I'm begging everybody, don't let your mind start thinking how the zayin shim come from the teeth because then I'm going to be holding twenty lines further and you're still going to be lost. So don't go there. Trust what he says that that's where it comes from. Okay. Om number emes enekain. It's not so. It's not original. It's not happening down here. The letters are not being manufactured over here. The root of all letters is not in your emotions, not even in your intellectual mind where you can create these letters. No. They are rooted in a, in a sub, in a super, super, super conscious place in your very, very essence of your soul. The Abishter took that power of Osios and he he registered them to physically emerge in the mouth, but they really are rooted much deeper. It doesn't say yatsram bepe. Yatsram bepe means he formed them in the mouth, or baran he created them in the mouth. Kavan he placed them in the mouth, but they come from somewhere else. We find that the emergence of letters from these organs, from the power, from the mouth, from the it's not like sounds being emitted from a violin, a guitar, or uh, any other clarinet, uh, trumpet, or any other type of musical instrument. 
over there, it comes from the the strumming or the uh, the, 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 the rubbing on the or, or hitting against the chutim, the the strands of the harp on the Marshal. You would think also that you're banging on these various different vocal cords. Then every single child, just like to, to learn a musical instrument, you need to have um, lessons. And the more sophisticated, complicated it is, the more lessons you need until you train yourself how to do that. So a person would have to go through speech training for a long time. That, that, that you have to go to a speech therapist that would teach you for a long time how to put the tongue almost... Oh, you're beginning to get the L sound. Let's practice that and practice an L and practice a P. You know, we don't, no one practices these sounds. These pronouns comes natural. Certain age, they start emerging. How to move. And you would have to be taught exactly the art of how to move your lips, mouth, tongue, teeth. Exactly. If you touch, you realize that the difference between a B and a P. A B, P. No one knows how to do that. It just happens automatically. Um, the famous mimer on the where he teaches this Indian. The root of the letters The root of the letters come from the essence of the soul. Maskil. Maskil means the source from where Seichel comes from. It's not conscious intellect. the source of or the pre-Seichel. I don't know what, what the difference between maskil makarachachma is or kadmus asechel. At least I, I, I never really noticed the difference between them. Like he explains in the in in Ageres Hakodesh and Tanya in the fifth epistle in Vayas David And the oisiyos. What happens over here is like this. It's not that the vocal organs in the mouth cause the letters. So the question is, what's the cause and what is the derivative? That when you move your lips so and so, you'll get a b or a v or your tongue or a p. It's not that. It's the opposite. The letters are inside of you before you move them. The letters come into your mouth and they move your mouth in accordance to the letter that's coming out. The vav pulls your lip in. The zion pushes your tongue out. It's not like your lips is creating a Zion. The Zion is moving because the Zion is already there before. What a cool idea. In, does anybody know the, scientific, the science of speech? Does it have like a cool name? What is it called? Saying, but imagine this discovery said like 200 and so on years ago before all this sophisticated science where someone can say that the letters are not this, this, this chiddush that the letters are not causing the, the thing but the thing is the letters are there already before and they're causing it's unbelievable because when a person wants to speak the letters cause the moitza to work that way that the breath of the heart should come out like this. Look over there. It should be heard out the way you're slicing and differentiating the letters with these particular words. And even though 
What we're saying now is that the osios, the letters, come before the intellect. Because you're not consciously, you don't even know how to do it. It's just there. It's there in your soul. But Luchura, according to that, if they come from a deeper part of your soul, so then why is it that the intellect, the mind, uses words to dress itself in words? In other words, who is serving who? The speech, the letters of speech, are servants of the mind. Because if I want to take an idea, a concept, and I want to share it with you, i got to use words. So who is riding on who? Who is the horse and the rider? The, a lot of times we talk about use that, that, that words are called horses, and the rider is the, is the seichel, is riding on the horses, it's riding on the idea. Now who's higher, a human or a horse? A human, he's above the horse, he's riding the horse. So if, 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 if the letters are the levushim, the garments to the seichel, it would see that the letters are inferior to the seichel, to the intellect. But he's saying, no, the letters precede them in the soul. It's coming from a deeper place, higher than the mind. So that's just asking. They're a garment to the seichel. Because through the osios, we understand the idea. Which, which, what does that mean? That only through speech can you communicate an idea to someone else, and someone else can understand. And another thing, and through letters of thought, you can communicate an idea to yourself. And through letters of thought, may even be atzma, you understand yourself. Without letters, you don't really understand something unless you really talk it through in your mind. Your mind is words. It's discussing it in words. When you have a flash of insight, a flash, an idea... If you can't put it into words, you don't get it. The, the idea, you, a lot of pe- there are people who have these power, but they, they, they can't say it. Sometimes you have someone who gets so frustrated because they can't communicate. They, they have very sharp minds, but they just don't have words to say it, and they go crazy. I know someone like that. Shanimtza comes out of Oisiyos, the letters. Hamrak levushim. They're only garments. Le'etzam oira askola. To the light of the haskol. Makol makayim. Even though they're garments... The root of the letters are really in your soul. Higher, the root of the garment is higher than the one that's clothing himself in the garments. So in this case, we really say that the garments make the man. The garments are higher than the man. They're actually bigger than you, greater than you. Um, It's higher than the actual concept and the seichel itself of the flash. There's a concept related to the concept called Chashmal, where over there it's discussed in Chasidus, that the Chitsonius, the most external element of a higher level, can become the garment for a lower level to dress itself in. So just because something is a garment doesn't mean that it's inferior. Actually, the garment itself can be coming from a higher level than that which it is dressing. It's like a simple person putting on the king's garments. The king's garments are greater than the person wearing it. It's not the, in general, the Altareb explains the idea of Levushim of Torah Mitzvahs that way. That the Levushim of Torah Mitzvahs are higher than the Neshama. That's what we talk to see. You find... That the seichel, you can say them in different, in different, in different, in different, in different oisios. Kamoi, toisvis, verosh, veran. You have three commentators on Talmud. 
One is the Tosfos. Uh, the other one is the Rosh, Rabbeinu Asher. And the other one is Rabbeinu Nisim, the Ran. These are three great scholars, Talmudic um, commentators. A lot of times, they, all three of them say the same concept, and they use completely different words. What is he proving? If the Seichel itself, the intellect, the idea, creates the Osios, so if it's the same Seichel, it should have created the same words by the Rosh, the Ran, and Tosfos. Because it's the same idea. It's the exact same idea. The fact that the Rosh says it in one, in, in, in one kind of words, the Ran says it with different words, and Tosfos says it with different words, so you have to say there's something deeper that they... It's not the idea. The idea would have been communicated the same. It's because the, this is the, the Ram, and these osios are osios related to his nefesh. And he himself subconscious. He doesn't know why he's using these osios. The Rosh is a different, a different nefesh with different osios, same, same aleph base, but different ways of which his osios are dressing it. Because it's a different... If it would be the seichel, the seichel is exactly the same by all three. It's something deeper than Seichel. Even though you all say the same idea. They're all saying it in, in different osios. So that's showing that it's Osios, it could be related to to garments. You know, there are people who, who dress in different colors. This problem likes this color. So when it comes to colors and the way how you dress and what you... These are things that express very deep. They're not, they're not, it's saying something about who you are in a very deep place, deeper than your choice of your intellect. It's not like, I want to look like this. It's like the fact that you have an affinity to this color or that color. These are very atzmiyastiga things. So the same is also with the lavush of, of, of words. These are atzmiyastiga things, deeper than, than, than reason, than rational logic and reason. Over there he says that the nefesh is filled with oisios. They don't, they're not appear and they're not revealed. You never see them in the same, in, in the essence, I'm sorry, in the essence of the nefesh, you don't see the oisios. In the pre-intellect, they not sense them. The ikir giluyam, and where do they, where do the osios become noticed and felt? Mainly in the bina. In the chachma, you don't even feel the osios yet. Chachma is the first flash. You feel just an idea, even though there is osios there too, but it's not yet sensed. When it comes into the bina, that's when you start crunching the letters. Who beseichol danik shetzarech leivin ezeseichol. You have to understand something. Oz mizgalim pchenasa osios. The osios reveal themselves. From the fact that the nefesh wants to be a garment to the seichel, the barak maverick of this flash, that is a barak, the flash, the inside is coming from the maskil, which is the pre-intellect, the manufacturer of ideas, and over there is where oisius are, and it's actually grabbing oisius and pushing them down to become garments to the seichel. Through the medium of this garment, the letters of Machshava, so the seichel is going to come to a grasp. You should again through Machshava, you're going to understand it for yourself. And through coarser letters, letters of physical speech, I can pass the idea on to someone else as well. Ah, oh, now we'll understand 
why, when we want to speak about the human soul, how high the human soul is, see, an animal's, the animal, the, the giraffe, the monkey, the, 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 the lion, the tiger, the cow, they, their nefesh is not filled with osios. They don't have osios in them. There's no osios there. They're just a nefesh without osios. The human nefesh is filled with osios. And that's, and, and, and those osios are in the level of your human soul deeper than your intellect. Because intellect, animals also have, to a certain degree. This idea of letters rooted, rooted in atzmiyos nefesh, they don't have that. The quality of Adam, and Two in Yadam. Number one, the real quality of a person that he can speak. It shows you how high the osios are. Secondly, this is related to Ruach. Why is it related to Ruach? Because Chachma, Chachma, the first flash, is a lot of times compared to a flash of lightning, of fire. Or water. Chachma is water. Like something coming from... Or sometimes maybe even fire. Barak, But then there's something higher than supreme, than water and fire. Now what is higher than water and fire? Wind. Where do you find that ear? Ear is higher than water and fire. So we're going to, we're going to, we're not... Uh, the word avir, take a look at the word avir. Avir means ear. Ear, the word avir is or yud, the light of the yud. Hear this? The yud is the chachma. This is the light of the yud. This is the pre chachma. Or yud. That's avir. And you see that even in the physical fire and physical water. You see that in physical fire and in physical water. That physical fire and physical water transcend, sorry, that wind transcends fire and water. It's a deeper power. Where do you see that? I want to learn the, just, I'm not going to learn the whole mimer, but I want to learn the beginning of the next piece because this continues, just this finishes this thought. What's the thought? He says a very interesting thing about fire. We know about fire, that fire will only burn where there is, when there is air around it. If you choke the, the fire from any air, from any oxygen, the fire will burn out. Fire cannot burn. That's why if you cover something, you have a fire burning and you cover it up and you take away all air, it will burn out. It needs oxygen, it needs air for it to burn. So you see that the air is contributing, allowing the fire to be fire. Amazing, the same is also water. Water needs air. You say, what do you mean water needs air? What is the main characteristic of water? What is one of the main essential nature of what water is all about? Is that it flows from a high place to a low place. And that is connected not to a certain detail of water. That's its very definition. Why? Because water is chesed. And what is chesed? All about going from a high place to a low place. Now take a look at an amazing thing. This nature of water is only when water has air. When water doesn't have air, it doesn't, doesn't flow. How do you know that? If I take a straw and I cover the straw at the top, it's filled with water and I hold down and I don't let any air in, what's going to happen to the water? The water is going to be frozen stiff. It's not going to go down. That means for water to be water, it needs air. And for fire to be fire, it needs, it needs air. That means that air, but guess what? Air can be air without water. And air can be air without fire. Air doesn't need water. And air doesn't need fire. But both of them need it. That shows you that air is hot. That's the idea that he's going to emphasize. And that's why Tafka the human and the power of speech is coming from Ruach, which is high. And what is it spiritually? 
Chesed is water. Gevura is fire. Teferes. Now, even though Teferes is where? Follow me. Teferes is lower. Right? Teferes is lower than Chesed and Gevura. But yet, it's in the middle. So it's rooted higher. It's rooted in Keser. So even though, just like speech. Speech serves the intellect. It's lower. But really, where is speech rooted? Above it. See how everything is working? Unbelievable. Let's just read the beginning of it. I'm not holding it longer. To understand with extra... Shuckle a little bit. Ruach. Ruach. Even though the element of wind is lower than fire. According to the Rambam, beneath the, 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 the orbit of the moon, that's where the source of fire is. And then below that is Ruach, because we know fire is higher than wind. The root of wind is higher than the fire, even though physically, air is lower than the source of fire. What's the idea? Ruach is in the middle. It's the idea of Teferis. In on Uroyim we see Sha'esh that fire. The Khaina Mayim and so to water to Luyim Beruach. They're dependent in Ruach. Hua Avir, which is air. Shalekashiyamalu Kali Mayim, when you fill a Kali with water. The Yistumu asakeli bemugupa, and you're gonna close the top of the Kali with a Magupa, with a with a um stopper. Hate it really well. And then you're going to make a hole in the bottom. A barza, barza is like a faucet. That the water should go out through this outlet, this little pipe or whatever. If you will not open up from the top, on the top of the keli, the stopper, the water will not go out from that faucet, from that outlet. And the reason for that is there's no ear in the, in the barrel. And the water doesn't go. And the comes out that the ear holds back the nature of water. That if it doesn't have an ear, it can't. Which water, usually it's nature. When there is avir, when there's ear around the water, it allows the water to be water. When the ear is taken away from them, even from, it doesn't go up, it doesn't go down. Ketivam, like their nature is. Venimtza, talutivam, their nature is dependent. Ba'avir in the ear, shesivavam, that's around them. It's as if the ear, toil behem tivam, affects in them their nature. Same as also when you take a, 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 a tzolochas, it's, it's kind of a jar or something, and you toivel it, derech pia. You see, if I take this, if I want to toivel this beer bottle, you hear? If I want to toivel this, and I take this like this, and I toivel it in a mikvah like this, it's, it's, it's a tefillah. Because the water, when I go like this, from the top the water will go in, because in order for this to be a kosher tefillah, it has to go, water has to reach the inside and the outside. If I go like this. But if I take this, I'm not going to do it now, and I turn it over, and I go completely opposite like this. I can technically do it now if I finish this. Um, and then I put it in. It's not. The reason is because the, the, but since there's no ear, so since I put it in the water, it's not going to go in. The water is not going to go in. And that's what I think. The water doesn't go in. When you're putting it in the mouth, there is no ear. 
We built the avir, and when there's no air in amayim, and nechnasim l'teicha, the water doesn't go inside. The nimta comes out kipi ula samayim tuliyim ba'avir dafka that the paula of water is dependent on air. Vechena esh, and the same is also fire. Talukam kem ba'avir is also dependent on air. Shei onarayim we see shem yesh avir sivas esh ha'esh dolik. If there is uh, air around the fire, the fire burns betov really well. Just like a, a candle. When it has surrounded by air, she burns very well. But when there's no, when it doesn't have around it, air, it doesn't burn. That's the reason why we're not going to put a keli. You have a candle burning, and now I want to take a keli and put it on a fire, even if you're not touching the flame. Look in the Magan Avram over there in the end of Because when you hold back the ear from the light of the candle, the candle will burn out. It causes the kibiyaner. By martif, and the same is also a cellar. where you have very thick ear. It doesn't burn well, but there's very there's no ear there. Benimta comes out, you see that fire and water need ear. Ear doesn't need them. It can be without them. We also see another thing we see that ear is more spiritual. In what sense? Than fire and water. First of all, water is a substance you can feel, it has a substance. You can touch it. You can get burnt if you touch it, but you. Fire doesn't have a substance. Fire is, you go right through it. You don't feel anything. Even though when you touch it, it doesn't feel anything. Besides the heat. But there's no... Your, your vision can see it. Ear you can't see. Ear is invisible. Because ear, because of it's so spiritual, so it's not sensed. Not by touching it. Even vision, cannot dominate over it. Can't grab it. Ruach is beneath fire. Why is it more refined? Also, why are fire and water dependent on it? Canal, like we said before. This is not for any other reason. Since wind is lower than fire, even though it's lower than fire, its root is higher. Much higher than fire. It's the light of Yud. That's the Keser, the source of the Yud. Yud is higher than grasping. It's that first flash, the epiphany. That's the revel- a ray of the maskil. It's coming to shine to the idea. It's coming to give a little flash. Boom, it's like an igniter of a... It's like an igniter in an oven, something that's going to ignite your 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 your, your intellect. Now, even though this havraka has some oisios, I will enter the gushim The main oisios are not there. When you, where do you really feel the oisios? When the when when the idea is coming into a full fledged understanding in bina, osmor gushim oisios. Then you sense the words. But really, the oisiyos precede even this flash. The oisiyos come from the avir. The light of the yud. Now that enables you 
to take the Yud into understanding through the garment of letters they enclose it and they help it come to revelation of Chachma and now we're going to continue further explaining it but this is to where we're going to learn now next week we're going to pick up from here and we're going to explain further this idea of why this idea of why Ruach is higher he's going to explain how we see that also in Davening Avram, Akel Hagadol, Hagibar, one is Akel Avram, Akel Yitzchak, Akel Yaakov, Hagadol, Hagibar, Vehanora, the awesome one. And the word Vehanora has an extra vav. Even though it's the third, it transcends them both. Because to have Yaakov, which is a skalalos, synthesis, integration, and all that, it has to be rooted in a higher place. The same idea of Avir. And that's the power of Yaakov, his skalalos, Adam. That's the very high power of Adam. It's higher than the extremes of Ash and Ruach. And that continues. And then he's going to explain also why prayer, that's why speech, davening with words is so powerful. Because Oisiyas are so deep. And how they go up and they can cause changes. It's really, really, really fascinating things. The power of Dibur and speech. And Bezus Hashem, we're going to finish this. Okay. Everyone, have a good Tavach and a good Shabbos and everything. Well, I'm going to push the red button. Not the red button, the, the black one next to it. <laughs>